When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and my guest is the actor and playwright William Jackson Harper. You know him best from his Emmy-nominated performance as Chidi on the show The Good Place, as well as series like The Underground Railroad, Jack Ryan, and the film Midsommar. William's latest project is the new Peacock original series, The Resort, which is a coming-of-age love story disguised as a fast-paced mystery. Let's take a listen to part of the trailer for The Resort. I'm starting to forget who I am. No work, no stress, no regrets. When would you see where this leads us? This phone belonged to a kid who went missing down here 15 years ago. It belonged to Sam Wofford. Sam and his mom and his dad and his girlfriend arrived at this resort on Christmas night. But then the next morning, he's gone. Later on, this other guest from the resort was also reported missing. Do you want to get out of here? My daughter wanted to spend Christmas here but she didn't want to spend it with me. Okay, I want to read what I was sent for the synopsis. And I just want to hear get your reaction to what this is. And maybe you could add how you would describe the show. But the resort is described as an anniversary trip that puts a marriage to the test when a couple finds themselves embroiled in one of the Yucatan's most bizarre unsolved mysteries that took place 15 years prior. Is that is that a good way to describe the series? <laughs> it, it, it is, it is. It's also, uh, you know, it's about nostalgia and, um, you know, regret and, you know, being being an adult and not having the tools to, to deal with um, things that are wrong in your life that you need to fix. And I think it deals with a lot of stuff that, that, that are highly relatable to me as a, as, a, as a man, you know, who's no longer young, but not, I'm not old yet, but I'm not, I'm definitely I'm just a regular ass adult, you know, like, like that's where I'm at. I don't know how much to say and not say, so you'll have to help me with that a little bit, but yeah. because there is a, a component of mystery to it, at which we described about there's a mystery in the Yucatan of a, a murder or a, a, or, or a disappearance, maybe a better way of saying that. Yeah. Um, how, how is it like to be working on a series with like that? Uh, it's cool. It's like my, it's my first time doing something like that. Um, but I think the thing that's really great about this is that it is also kind of a dark comedy, and you 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 really sort of invest in the characters and invest in their lives and, and all that. Because at the at the heart of it, um, for me, is um, you know this this marriage that's in a very serious rut, and uh, you know like what do what do you do to feel alive again? I was. 
was saying to someone earlier, I think that when I was younger, I definitely made choices that were that would make a better story. And now as I'm getting older, I'm making, you know, I'm making way more chill choices. You know, I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm just hanging out. And and I think that's something that that really resonates with me is uh, sort of diving into all these little pieces of of a mystery and like the characters in that mystery and um, seeing what the fallout of all of that actually is. It's not just people being opaque for the sake of being opaque because they can't impart this knowledge to our main protagonist yet because we still have, you know, 30 pages to go before the next break comes. It's really just sort of these people going on a very like ill-advised sort of journey um, to figure out what happened. Uh, to these missing kids, and uh, I think it's uh, I, I think it's cool. And we also had a lot of stuff that was like it felt like, you know, like those old adventure movies I grew up with, you know, like you know, like Romancing the Stone and stuff like that, you know, that I I, had, I saw less and less of as I got older. And um, yeah, this is this was a lot of fun for. Well, I want to go back to what you were talking about, like uh, as like uh, an adult and things you were, you did when you were younger. Is some of that just also because you're in a, like a creative profession as an actor and as a writer? I, I feel like there's a lot of things that I wonder if, as an actor and as a creative person, you get to scratch certain itches that um, without without it being the full thing, um, in a way that that a lot of folks may not get to. And I think that's, yeah, maybe there is something to that. I hadn't really thought of it that way, but that's, that's actually a good point. Okay, so as I say, and if that's the case too, how has your journey and, I mean, you've had some success. How has that changed? It's weird. I feel like I have a little something to lose now, you know? Um, it's not nearly at the same level as someone who's like, say, a parent, you know, or something like that. Like, not even close, but... You know, I, I, I spent a lot of time struggling as an actor in New York and doing plays and living hand to mouth and, and, you know, sometimes just getting down to that last like seven, eight dollars in your account, and hoping that's enough to get some ramen. And, you know, I, I, I've been close to the bone enough of my life that I don't really like being there when I don't have to be. And so like, there's, you know, so yeah, I, I guess maybe there is a way in which that's been, you know, that, that success has sort of colored some of that. But I think that, you know, as far as success, it's, it's really, um, it hasn't really changed me that much at all. You know, things don't feel different. I'm just not worried. I'm not worried about next month to the extent that I was, uh, I guess, about seven years ago. Wow. I mean, yeah. I, it's telling. I mean, I, I went through something similar going, trying to make a living as an, as a theater actor and director for a number of years. And it, and I just, I know so many uh, peers of mine who are just extremely talented and hardworking, but you know, sometimes those things line up and you can get a lot of ramen and other times you're not getting any ramen. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Your co-star in, in the show is uh, Kristen Milioti and she plays your wife. What was it like working with her? It was great. It was great. Um, I, 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 I really, I love her to death. Uh, we actually did a play together at uh, Lincoln Center where we played a couple in marital distress. And <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of, there was something familiar in it. 
But I mean, she's just such an interesting, locked in, smart, talented, uh, funny, like viciously funny actor. And um, I, 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 there's, and I, I, you know, there's like those people that, you know, like no matter what they do, it's gonna be interesting and it's really fun to just trail along and see what, see where they go with it. And she's one of those, I mean, I just, I, I trust her so much and I, I just, I, I love her. And she's just so crazy talented and able to be so connected and so emotionally raw while at the same time being an absolute clown. It's really something to, to watch. And you guys have such great chemistry in, in the little bit I've seen of the show. Um, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. It, does some of that come from the fact that you work together or that you were in the, a play, which I imagine doing performances every, like, you know, six, seven times a week or you're, yeah. you're having that chance to connect with her? I mean, obviously, I mean, you, you would know this, especially it's like working on a play and working on camera, are like so wildly different. You know, it's like, I, I really miss those um that, that week of table work where you're just kind of talking about the show and reading scenes and making weird choices. Sometimes the wrongest choice you can make just to <laughs> see you, you know, if there's anything useful in it. And, um, you know, and when you're working on camera, it's, uh, you know, you're, you're learning your lines and you go out there, you, you get a couple of cracks, but they're all being filmed. They're all being recorded. You're not like rehearsing and workshopping it, you know, forever before you start doing it in front of people. And having someone like uh, like Kristen, we understand each other already. And she's also one of those persons that doesn't get bogged down in the idea of what a character is supposed to be. She just plays the character as specifically as she can. Um, it, it just sort of opens things up. You know, you're not worried about, are we going into stock territory? Are we, you know, just sort of doing the thing that's expected from a story like this? She's, she's more creative than that. It was really great to have that shorthand to know that going into this, I could just trust her. It really does help quite a bit. Okay, so the title character of the show is The Resort. Uh, and something, it's just the, the, uh, the cinematography of the show is so beautiful. And a lot of it is the location. Where did you guys film and... <laughs> Is it as nearly as any as fun as it looks, especially in stuff like the trailer? We shot in Puerto Rico, like in and around San Juan for the most part. And then we also shot some stuff in the Dominican Republic. It's fun to shoot on a beach in the sun for like an hour or two. But once you get to like hour four or five and you're, you know, like everything's hot, like, you know, when you get so hot that your lips are hot and you're just like, this, oh God, this stuff, you know, like it feels like that. We had a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of moments where we're just outside dealing with the elements and, um, you know, really getting wailed on by, by the weather and, and whatever. But I mean, it, it's also a, a, a great place to shoot because it is beautiful. And, you know, there's times where it looks like paradise, but I guarantee you we were getting beat up pretty good. Well, I say you've done a lot of TV and film work. I'm curious, do you remember the first time you ever had to act with a green screen or like a special effect? Yeah, the first time I was actually on, it was on, on the electric company, uh, this kid show that I did like years ago. And um, I was playing an apple in a refrigerator and the refrigerator was like this uh, mock-up of like a Western town. And I had a rap battle with Lin-Manuel Miranda who's playing a hot dog. 
and, and, and he was uh and so we're both like laid out in these like weird sort of uh I don't know they're like almost like barbershop chairs with like broader arms and we're like dressed in green spandex with a green background and we can only move like this and and then we had a rap battle like that and so that was that was my first time working on a green screen was when I was I was playing an apple I say who won the rap battle? You were the Manuel Miranda. Manuel Miranda. I mean, I can't, I can't win a battle against him. He wrote my rap. He wrote me to lose anyway. So, I mean, you know, this is kids. I was a bad guy. So they needed to, you know, someone with less than noble intent needed to take that L. So that was me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so the name of our podcast is called I'm So Obsessed. What's your current obsession? Well, it's a, a couple of different things. As far as TV shows, I am currently obsessed with Winning Time on <laughs> HBO Max. I love that show. Man, I love that show. Um, it's, uh, I love like the meta aspect of the storytelling, the fact that they sort of, you know, point to like, they point to things that were actually said and done and be like, no, 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 this isn't written for TV. This was actually said to these people in this room. Um, and I like the direct address. I like the sort of whimsical, funny storytelling that they take with all of it. And that it's sort of kind of, to me, it really expands the sports genre um, in a way that's fun. I'm, I'm a sucker for those movies. Like, you know, like any sort of sports movie, I'm like, I am a puddle at the end of it. I just, I. I love them. <laughs> so, um, and uh, I'm also really into uh, The Boys oh, on yes. uh, Amazon. It's, uh, man, you know, like I'm kind of a cynic. And this is one of the most cynical fucking shows I've ever seen in my life. And I, I love it. it it's, it's just, I love that it says like if people, if, if they're given all of this power, there's no guarantee that they won't go off the rails and do whatever they want. And what if they are damaged? What if they are, you know, mentally compromised in some way? And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. But then I love the fact that no one's really purely good. Everyone has some dirt on them. You know, like, I don't always love Billy Butcher. I don't always, um, I mean, I pretty much always hate Homelander. But like, you know, that, I think that's, the point. I mean, I really love that character, and I think that actor's amazing. Um, are you Are you all caught up on that show? Not all caught up. I'm okay. like, I just started the third season. Um, oh, I just yes. started it. Um, I, I will not say much more except for my reaction. I'll just leave that. Let it say that. So, uh, obviously, for years you played uh, a GD on The Good Place, and that wrapped up uh, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, when you think of back, when you think back on that show and working on it, what comes to mind? Uh, the people. Um, I mean, I've been really lucky to work with really nice people, but that show sort of set the vibe, set the bar very high. 
for how to behave in the world in general. Um, and it all starts with uh, Mike Schur, you know, I, he's like a brilliant guy and he's one of the kindest, um, one of the best dudes you're, you're gonna meet. And, um, and he's also just a, a genius. He's like crazy smart. And so it's, um, you know, like when you have that and then like when the guy that's in charge of everything is congenial, kind, wonderful and capable and does in, incredibly funny and, you know, is just treats everyone with so much respect. It, it just sort of emanates outward to everyone else. We're like, this is how we're gonna behave. It's like, if this is the way the leaders behave and this is the way we're all gonna behave. And, and so the, the vibe on, on that set was amazing. And I, I mean, to this day, I just like, I love that cast and that crew like to the bottom of my heart. I just, I, I think they're great. Were you surprised by how much people loved the show? And did you, were you ever aware of just how, how much like the scope of how, how popular the show was? I, I didn't really quite get it until, um, I want to say like on our last, last season, uh, you know, finally, all right. So like, first off, I thought the show, I thought the show was really cool, but you know, when we're, we're on a network, it's really strange. I, I wasn't sure if we would find our audience there, um, the way that we did. But I think that because the show is, it is a one long narrative. And it's one of those shows that you, it's a sitcom that you have to watch from the beginning in order to really understand what's going on and for the jokes to really land. And it sort of rewards people for, for paying attention and staying with it. Um, but like in that first season, I was like, this is a, a really a strange show. And I, I, I don't know, I've, I've not seen, I've not watched a show that was able to, um, gather enough of a following to run for a while it like maybe on a network it's like it would be great on I mean I thought it would be a perfect fit on like a streamer or something like that but you know on a network I was like well you know it, it, it's those things are pretty self-contained each moment each show is, is pretty well relatively self-contained and so when we got to that last season and we hit Netflix and people were able to zip through the whole thing I don't know I, I felt justified in thinking that the show was really, really, really special. You know, and our audiences uh, thought so too. For me, it's comforting. I'm worried this stuff I like is bad. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's also, I mean, we talked, we're talking about the resort, which has that kind of, I, I want to say weird, but that's not, and an, not as a way to uh, take away from what it is, but there's this, it's something odd about it because it is, there's a dark comedy aspect to it. There's the mystery aspect, but it's also like a cu couple dealing with like their marriage thing. But it's also just like, what the heck's going on, you know? And uh, you were in Midsommar, which also has a very weird aspect to it. Uh, good place, uh, differently so. Is there something about that that you're, like, those kinds of things that you're drawn to as an actor that you choose over another another show or another film? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I love those things. I, I, I like it when conventions are played with. And when reality is played with. You know, it's not to say that that belongs in every story. It obviously doesn't. It's just a thing that I enjoy. Part of it is luck of the draw, right? Like it's sometimes these are the things that show up and then I'm like reading through it. And I'm like, oh, this just got really weird. All right, great, you know? And, <laughs> and, um, and so I, I, you know, it, it is 
partly just the way it the way it happens. Yeah, I I I, I'm, I'm, I am drawn to those things, but it seems as in a way like those things are drawn to to me. Like so, I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a good good give and take relationship between you and and, and those things. <laughs> me, and the, me and the left of center narrative. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I do want to. I got to ask you about the Emmy Award because I don't know many people who've been nominated for an Emmy Award. But do you remember the moment you found out, and what was your reaction to being nominated for an Emmy? Man, I was. Uh, well, it was awesome, but I was also <laughs> man. Our dog was 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 having some difficulty, and he seemed like he was afraid of us or something like that. And so we couldn't we couldn't get to the bottom of it. And he was spending a lot of time in his crate. We're like, what's wrong with our guy? And we we actually booked an appointment with an animal communicator. And we were at our wit's end, which is like why we were like, we got to figure this out. So I understand why Chico's scared of us. You know, it's not like we hit him. We don't like physically punish him or anything like that. We don't even scream at him. So she started asking him what was wrong with him. And she said that he seems to have a headache and there's like shoulder pain or something like that. And we're like, okay, well, whatever. And anyway, in the middle of this call uh, with, this, with this animal communicator, I get the call that I got nominated for an Emmy and my, my publicist is, is blowing up my phone like, hey man, you need to respond to this. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. But my, my dog, he's like, hey man, could you please respond to this? And so I was like, all right, cool. So I went outside and did that and came back in and uh, they were still doing the reading and about wrapping up. And then later on that day, I mean, I was as, as skeptic as they come. Um, my, my partner, Ali, took Chico to the vet and they found out that he had an ear infection and a degenerative uh, uh, bone disorder in his, oh. in his spine. And so like, you know, like that, I, I, I mean, I'm as skeptic as they come. I'm, I'm as skeptical as they come. But this was one of those things where I was like, yo. So that was, that's what I really remember about that day. It was like some, like there was magic in the world that day. You know, it was like someone told me what was wrong with my dog. And, and then this other thing happened. But really like at the front of my mind was this woman across the country on the phone told me what was wrong with my dog. And so that's what that day was. We like to do a thing called pick one to wrap up the show. I give you a couple of choices. You select one of them. The thing that you select doesn't necessarily have to be better than the other. All right, so first one I have is Dallas or New York? New York. The second one, acting or playwriting? Ooh, uh, I like I like acting is the thing that I know the best and it is really therapeutic for me in a lot of ways, but playwriting, like being in, being in control of an entire world and like just sort of like building it out yourself is a lot of fun. I, I gotta say, but then the other thing about, but they both have cons, like, right? Like playwriting, it's, you know, when you go through that workshop period, it, you know, you, you can sort of like feel yourself getting edited out of that play. And then like also when you're, you know, acting, it's like, it's uh, can be incredibly embarrassing at times. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I think I got to say playwriting because I've been doing a lot of acting lately. I kind of miss just you know getting on the computer and seeing what comes out. And I'm guessing you you I mean I clearly you're you're hoping to do more as an actor, but you're you're going to be writing more plays. I'm I'm assuming you're hoping to, to keep on doing that. I'm hoping to. I just haven't had anything that really stuck with me like idea wise, so I haven't really gone back. 
throughout your life, what's a piece of advice that you were given that stuck with you? Uh, don't count other people's money. <laughs> I, <laughs> I gotta ask like who told you this or when you did learn this it was actually it was actually a friend of mine um who uh he's, he's an acting teacher he's a fantastic actor here in the city and um and he was just sort of talking about like not to get too jealous of other people's success um which i think has you know, it's really served me like uh, in the last, you know, in the last few years as I watch people whose, whose careers are like further along than mine is, you know, it's like I'm able to just be like, man, that's that's great for them that, that they're at that place in their career. And I'm totally satisfied where I am in mine. And so it sort of relieves me of feeling like I need to always be on the hunt. You know, I mean, I'm always on the hunt in a way because that's just part of being uh, an actor. But you know, it keeps me from sinking down too much to thinking, you know, like, why is this thing not happening for me? It's like, yeah, well, that's not what this is. And, and being able to appreciate that a lot. Uh, that's wonderful advice, actually. Um, I'm very excited for the show and it looks fascinating. And I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be something that a lot of people will be talking about too, so. Hope so. I want to thank William for chatting with me, and I want to thank you for listening. You can watch The Resort on Peacock with new episodes dropping on Thursdays. I'm So Obsessed was created by our executive producer, Danielle Ramirez. Our editor and lead producer is Sophia Fox Sowell, and this episode was produced by Rebecca Fleener. Please take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. Follow the show on Twitter at I'm So Obsessed Pod, and until next time, take care. <laughs>